Steven, I am really, really sorry. Do you know why? Uh, I can think of a number of reasons, but uh, I'm what do you think? I'm going to tell you the only thing I'm All the things about. you've done wrong to me. <laughs> so I'm really sorry. Yesterday, you started off asking me a question, and I kept interrupting you, which is my... I really apologize. Oh, that's, I'm an interrupter. But that's your MO. I'm an interrupter. This really should be called interruption of the day, because we often don't get to the question. Right. So, so you had a question, and I want you to ask it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna, so sweet I promise I'm going to keep tape on my uh, mouth. I, right I remember now. I remember how this began because I said this is a very like this is like the most common question. And I said why is the sky blue? Exactly. <laughs> and then it went from there. But I want to read the question cuz I think that we'll both maybe have a little bit to say to contribute it. But the question comes from Quora. How it's so simple but important. Don't give me opportunity to interrupt. <laughs> Just you're you're digging a grave here. You ready? How do I improve my personal finances? Okay, James. Well, what does that mean? Well, that's always a good question. What does the question mean? How do you make more money? How do you save your money? Well, there's three skills to money save it, make it, steal it. No. Well, close. Four. (laughs) Make it, keep it, grow it. So if you want to make it, let me just tell you. You're going to say this is a BS study or whatever. This is a BS study or whatever. But this comes from census data. The average multimillionaire in the U.S. reports seven different sources of income a year. Is that true? I totally believe that. At least seven different sources of income a year. So if you want to make it, work on on multiple ways to make money. Making it with seven different sources of income just simply means don't just have a job. Look at like side gigs that you can do. Look at freelancer.com. Look at TaskRabbit. Look at Fiverr.com. Really? TaskRabbit yeah. is a way to actually make money? I don't know. I think the only people for, who make money from TaskRabbit are the people who hire the rabbit. Look at eBay. Look at Etsy. There's many different ways to build. Or look at, go to codeacademy.com or lynda.com and build skills. There's many skills you can learn in just two or three months, which can develop into side gigs and, and so on and so on. You can just keep building up and building up. So anyway, then there's keeping it. Um, which I would suggest just be conservative because you're as long as you're improving, your best investment is in yourself. So as long as you're investing in your skills, which are not that expensive to invest in, as long as you're investing in your skills, you're going to have your highest return on investment there. The rest should just be conservative, cash, don't go crazy, don't invest in private companies, Avoid the stock market. Says the man who invests in private companies. Well, but I... That Says was, the man who's in the stock market. That, that was my business for 20 years. So keeping it, just keep it in cash as much as possible and invest in yourself. Growing it, invest in yourself. Think of 10 different ways you can make money. Start building those seven different sources of income. And that's how personal finance should work. Don't buy big objects. People are going to argue with me this. You might argue with me. Don't buy a home. Because you're never going to see that down payment back again. Yeah, you and I disagree on the home. Uh, the average return on home ownership is zero point two percent per year. So don't, and then throw on top of that, it has a negative dividend because of property taxes and maintenance. Maintenance is totally unpredictable. It's not a tax write-off. Maintenance rent ne- usually does not cover it unless you're a professional and you actually know how to calculate. Right, this but stuff. you also do need to live somewhere. 
Right, so rent. And then, yeah, the, and then can, the rest of the money that you would have put on maintenance and down payment and invest in building skills. And that's you how you make but more dollar, money. But dollar for dollar, I'm still going to argue with you that ownership is right for where's a lot the more people than it's wrong for. Where's the whiteboard? I can go through the math in every direction. Biggest expenses in life, home ownership, college, which is now clearly like you need a master's degree to get a janitor's job, so college doesn't work you for anybody. So Not here. Not Where's here? In the studio? New York City. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, not at Goldman Sachs, but you could still be a banker without a college degree. Um, you know, not at like a big fancy company. What would you say is your like? Google doesn't require a college degree. It's true. So Ernst and you, Young doesn't require a college is that degree. That's right. Yeah. So if people who are asking this question, how do I improve my personal finances? What would you say is the one answer you'd give to that that they're not going to hear anywhere else? Stay in cash as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Cash is king. Right. So I would answer the question very similarly in some ways, even though I disagree with you on a lot of key elements of your argument. So I would say if you want to improve your personal finances, you should make a lot more money and spend a lot less, which is basically what you're saying. Yeah, because if you just have a job, you're dependent also on the kind of stable salary myth. So you're going to get the stable salary every two weeks, and then suddenly you're going to get fired. So a stable salary gives you no feedback on how you're doing. Like you're just, oh, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, I'm getting that same check every two weeks, and then you're fired. Yeah, but we talked about this on one of the first episodes of QOD, and I think that when you preach that message, you have to account for the fact that different people have different preferences has and different to, needs. It has nothing to do with people, by the way. If you looked at the um, the last month's jobs report, 400,000 jobs were added in the economy last month. Okay, almost all of them came from ages 55 and above. I don't know what the jobs were, maybe low-end service jobs or maybe CEO jobs, I don't know. But the, the category ages 18 to 35 actually lost jobs. So we're, it has nothing to do with what the person wants. Well, but we're also at 5.5% unemployment, Still, so there may not be that many jobs left for that quadrant. Maybe, right? maybe. But it's not the individual who has the choice. The economy itself moves in big, massive, tidal wave-like trends, and we're moving into like the so-called gig economy, where yeah, you have to kind develop of, these uh, multiple kind of, sources kind of, of income. Kind of, but there's still many, 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 many firms and institutions that actually hire people for jobs. Sure. And there are many, 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 many individuals who actually really like that. Sure. So I just don't think we should throw out that model as totally bankrupt. Although I, I appreciate your willingness to advocate for a different sort of model, which happens to be, we should just say, the model that you yourself employ, right? Right. But I'm just saying the trend is such. Okay. If you were, if you're more, you're more likely to gravitate towards an area where you're happy with your personal finances if you follow this massive demographic trend that's happening. That may and I come or from may not a, a billion true. revenue staffing agency, so I saw it in, in action across the economy. I'm going to take a minute to think while Stephen reads this word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Here's another question that everyone asks at one time or another. How should I manage my money? Whether you're a multi-million dollar investor or just starting out, the answer... Is Betterment. Five years ago, Betterment built the first automated investing service to help make it easier and less expensive to make better financial decisions, from building wealth to staying on track for retirement. Betterment's smarter technology provides personalized investment advice based on your financial goals, then builds and automatically manages a customized portfolio for each goal. 
With automation of rebalancing, deposits, and tax-efficient investing, Betterment helps you save time and money and gives you peace of mind for a fraction of the cost of traditional investment services. And it's easy to start investing with them by linking your bank account or rolling over your 401k or IRA. Betterment is already managing billions of dollars for more than 100,000 customers. Don't you want to be a smarter investor? Sign up today on your computer or smartphone and get up to six months of free automated investing. Get the offer and full terms and conditions at betterment.com slash question. Betterment, investing made better. Sign up today at betterment.com slash question. I will say this. I think a lot of people who ask about improving their personal finances or a lot of people who want to improve it, it's obvious that you should try to make more money, right? But I think that people are really, 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 really bad about spending and often don't even know it. So one thing that I think is really fruitful and a total pain in the neck and very painful on the way to being fruitful is to write down every penny you spend or archive it somehow. I, now, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I, I agree, but it would be too painful for me to do it. It's very painful. So I started to do this. So I grew up with no money, so it was easy to keep track of it. Like I, I would, was filthy rich. You were. No, no, I, I'm and then, just kidding. And then when I started to make some money, after graduate school in New York, I got my first job, and it paid very poorly but I was able to take on a lot of side writing projects and I'd once in a while get a check for you know an extra two grand or three grand. And then I would feel like, oh my God, I'm so rich. And then I would notice that the quality of my life was not changing at all. It was almost totally unobservable. What, what was your first salary in New York? My first salary in New York, it was um, in the year of our Lord, 1995 or 6. Okay, I was 94. And I was an editorial assistant at New York Magazine. And I remember that I was interviewing for the job, and the guy uh, who'd interviewed right before me was like really good looking. Like he looked like a Ralph Lauren model, like he should be on a boat or something. In fact, he was wearing like these really nice khakis with no socks and loafers, which was not a look that I would then or even now be able to pull off. And I was thinking, oh, plainly he's going to get the job. And then somehow I got the job. And when the managing editor offered me the job, I'll never forget because I was married. I was recently married at the time. And she said, uh, we're going to offer you the job, and uh, it would pay $26,000, but because you're married, we're going to give you $27,000. Wow. I thought, that's great. You got a marriage benefit. Yeah, because, you know, it only costs another $1,000 to have two people at right. But then if I wrote articles, I would get like $500 or $1,000 on the side. And I started to realize that, like, I should have felt like I was, you know, filthy rich when I was getting all this extra money, but I wasn't. And that's when I started to record every dollar. I think I used Quicken. Do you still do it? Uh, I don't do it so much anymore because my margin for error is a little bit bigger. But also, learning doing that what does really it mean your taught margin me. Of error I mean, now bigger? I can spend more and not have to worry about it. Okay. Back then, if I'd spent an extra five hundred dollars, I could be in real trouble. Right. I would really advocate that almost everybody, <clears throat> especially if you're a little younger, try to do this to figure out where your money's going because it's really, really, really easy to spend a lot of money on stuff that are either is either depreciable or like got, like every time like think about just eating out in a restaurant 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks versus the equivalent of eating at home or stealing food or whatever or pooling your resources. And that's for something that's literally gone in an hour. And I think that that's where people have a very strange view of money and what it can be and what it should be and how it can grow. So, like, literally, 
the dollar that you don't spend today, unless you keep it in cash and there's deflation, is going to be worth a lot more to you in the future than it gives you pleasure for now. I agree. And that's something that I find that almost everybody that asks about how do I improve my financial situation doesn't get. I just think also like everyone asks, well, what should I invest in? And it's so nice actually to go to sleep with just cash in the bank. So you just, then you don't have to worry about anything. So when I first moved to New York, probably more poor than you when I first oh, moved to I'll New York. I'll show you how poor I lived you out of a garbage bag. No, 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 wait. You kept your clothes in a garbage bag. I kept my clothes in a garbage you bag. You make yes. it sound like you lived out of a garbage bag. No, I kept my clothes in a garbage bag, but I lived on a, on the, I shared one room with another chess player who was like a hustler in Washington Square Park. Did you have to brush your teeth with a horse's tail or something? No, I didn't have to do Did that. You have to but mine the, your own coal to burn it for heat in the stove. But the sink was always running and I was lying right next to the sink. So you had water? You had water? Oh, I had water. Way yes. richer than me. So, okay. All right, but um, so I have friends whose kids go off to college, and the friends, the parents, give the kids a credit card to, you know, to have for when they need it, whatever, then they start to use it more. And I was talking to some of the parents and some of the kids, and the kids literally have no idea what a credit card is. Like, they don't know that it represents actual money that someone has to pay for. So first of all, there's that, which is kind of weird. That is like funny. they really think it's like a magic piece of plastic, right? But additionally, they certainly have no concept of the interest that credit cards can carry. And I find that even a lot of adults, especially in my profession in journalism and in publishing, a lot of adults have no idea how credit cards actually work. And they think that if they pay the minimum that the credit card company wants, that they're doing great without recognizing that they're actually paying 18% interest so, on... I have some advice for those people, but I'm not going to share that in this pocket. You'll have to ask me again. I have very good advice. That for is so not fair. It's a little credit okay, card the, cliffhanger. That's the tease is, rude. The tease is... No, you got to say. Don't pay your credit card debt. Ever. Well, okay, give us the rest of that then. Oh my God, it's a whole story. But there are like... Give me the 49-second th version. Um, the bottom line is... The bank sells your credit card debt off in like 90 days. Right, so you're just saying that you can basically And by the way, they don't just sell it to one person. They sell the interest to one hedge fund. They sell the principal to another hedge fund. Um, the hedge fund then divides it up according to state um, to see how to value it and then and then kind of hires collector, either collection agencies or lawyers specific to that state. And at that point... That you know, you can simply ask for an okay, I'll pay, but give me an itemized uh, account of what this debt is. They can't do it because it's so it's four or five layers disconnected from the credit card company. At this point, they just give up. They can't do it. Or and then you go scot free. That's the implication. Like you can just get away with running up the bill. I'm not and saying I'm not saying everybody should do this, but I get a lot of messages like I'm really struggling financially. I just lost my job. I have two kids. My wife is sick. I don't have health insurance. Should I pay down my credit card debt first? And I'm like, do not pay that. That's the last thing. In fact, don't even pay it down because it's a scam the way they bring it up. Like, if you're one day late, it goes from 9% to 18%. Like, I think the credit card industry is largely a scam. Well, it's negotiable for sure, but it is money that you spent. 
And if you're choosing not saying, to not repay the money that you borrowed, then it's a crime. I'm not saying it's, the, it's not a crime, by the way. I'm not saying it's the most ethical thing either. I'm saying take care of your family first and reduce that stress by realizing you actually don't have to pay. They took a risk too, the bank. And so they can confiscate something or they can, you'll have, you'll have a bad credit score as you, there's certainly a transaction. You'll have a bad credit score. You'll have a harder time renting the next apartment or buying a car, but it's not like, you're, it's it's not a crime. People think it's so unethical, it's a crime, but it's not that. If you loan me money and I spend the money... We're friends. Uh, you're not a bad... Plus, you never not... lo- loan me money. <laughs> we'll share a clip from our next episode right after this. Thanks again to Betterment for sponsoring today's episode. Betterment has revolutionized investing, making it easier, more straightforward, and less expensive to be a smarter investor. Get personalized advice and investment management for a fraction of the cost of traditional investment services and join over 100,000 customers who are already investing with Betterment. Sign up today and get up to six months of free automated investing. Full terms and conditions are at betterment.com slash question. Betterment, investing made better. Sign up today at betterment.com slash question. I'm going to be honest. We probably have no answers for the next question, but here is the next question. What would you say is the most important issue you face as a manager? How do you motivate? I, I, I was going okay. to add to the question, which is not there. I was going to say, how do you motivate your people? But that might not be the most important all issue. Right. I'm going to tell you. So I'm glad you asked the question because this is something I think about all the time because I am, as I say, a very poor manager. 